Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror. I'm Michael, and today I'm joined by my dear friends, Will and Eddie from the Poor Podcast. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Woo! I hope I'm Will. I hope I'm Eddie. Uh, we're, we run the Poor Podcasts. Awesome. Uh, again, we've, again. Had, <laughs> we've really got to get better, than, better at this. Uh, but yeah, good to be here, mate, from across the pond. Yeah. How's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Locked down. Yeah. Bored a little bit, actually. Yeah. But all yeah. the better for being here with you. Oh, thanks, guys. It's, uh, yeah, what time is it there? 9.30 about? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Bedtime. Almost bedtime. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, yeah. Will's <laughs> You haven't removed my bath yet. Yeah, that's it. We'll tuck him in straight away after this. Okay. <laughs> tuck him in and say uh tell him a good uh a nighttime story, huh? Which would probably be some fucking horrible horror, horror comic and scare him to sleep. I have to say you're the one who sleeps with the light on the last couple of days because of watching too many horror films. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad that you guys were able to come on today. I'm really excited to to have you both on because um, when I first started listening to your guys' podcast, when you guys first started, I was like, oh, I want these two guys to come on my show so bad because you guys just have such a, like a good charisma. You're so funny. Like your jokes are hilarious. I love all the movies that you've picked so far. They're all great choices. And I just, I just really enjoy your podcast and it's just insane to see how quickly your podcast has grown like in the short time that you guys have been doing it like i was like holy shit they're like gaining momentum like crazy and it's it's amazing so um for the listeners do you guys want to just kind of chat about for a minute about like what got you into horror um what got gave you the idea to start the podcast in the first place kind of thing yeah sure man well first thanks for the kind words that means a lot thank you yeah, very much thank you man that's really good to hear outside of our mother telling us she's proud of us and what we're doing for this that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said so thanks she's never said she's proud of me she never tells me <laughs> um but yeah man uh, so yeah we uh we run the pot we do the podcast basically uh i'm a massive fan of horror films everything in the horror genre franchise everything and i put my brother up put my brother through all of watching everything because you fucking hate it really <laughs> yeah i'm a i mean i'm a total wuss i'll be honest i'm i don't do well with all things horror horror movies horror mazes all these things that will takes me to all the time but <laughs> um it was it was this halloween just gone and we were watching we were watching what was it hereditary we watched hereditary like a month before so on halloween we actually watched uh the conjuring right so these two incredibly scary films in which I lose my shit. Um, but it gets us talking. You know, we, we talk about it afterwards and, you know, discussing the reactions and what I thought about the film in comparison to what Will thought about the film. And we thought, shit, this is this is quite funny. Maybe we should maybe we could do something with this. And and look, with 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 the lockdown that the UK is having, um, we've got a lot of free time on our hands and we wanted to do something creative, something something we could do together, whether it's, you know, watching the films at night or then recording or editing. It's, it's been something really productive and creative we've been able to do together, right? Damn right. Even if I fucking hated it the whole <laughs> way. And the worst thing is, right, we're well, I'm now doing dry January. I use this as an outlet to allow me to booze every night, but now I can't even do that. 
<laughs> oh man yeah well i love that thank you for again for wanting to come on like it, it's such an honor and like a privilege to get to record with you guys i'm really really excited so um thank you you know just real quick you know from from the community and from yourself particularly we love horror podcasts the first episode before the first episode even dropped like you you were one of the first guys like sharing about everything we were posting so yeah yeah giving us love and you know it's not why you do it but to get like um yeah a bit of love from from your peers and, and stuff like that it was it really gives us a boost to to keep doing it so yeah thank thank you thank you very much of course guys and uh yeah so thanks for telling the listeners you know kind of what you do and i i hope that the people that haven't had the chance to listen to your podcast um listen to this episode and then go listen to you guys because i highly recommend all the listeners um please go check out the poor podcast will and eddie are awesome you guys are just so fantastic and yeah thank you for coming on um so with without- and try of your likes and comments so please yeah. <laughs> give us a uh every thursday new episode so yeah please check it out and thank you for that plug, Mike. Cheers, really nice. of course guys um so i kind of implemented a new uh you know kind of thing that i wanted to start doing at the start of every episode and i kind of forewarned you guys right before we started recording it was kind of something that i just literally thought of like last night and so um i kind of wanted to just start doing this thing at the beginning before we you know kick off the episode uh, to kind of just, you know, break the ice, you know, get everybody kind of loosey goosey. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to play a game of, well, I tried to find this or that horror edition, but all I could and find was like your jigsaw because you kind of said the jigsaw phrase. I wanted to play a game. Can you do that again? Oh, do you want me to say it in the jigsaw voice? Yes, please. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys have listened to the Gorehead podcast at all. I did that. Their goodbye episode. It was the one he was doing. They were doing beforehand, right? Yeah. Goodbye said you do a very good impression. Oh no! Well, now I feel like I'm put on the spot. Okay, hold on. Oh, you are. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Perform, monkey. <laughs> All right, I got it. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Oh, geez. Okay. Gosh, now I'm on so much pressure because everybody thinks that I do this good accent. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we go. Just, we'll just bleep it out, pretend you did it, and everyone's just like, oh, no, we're not, we're not listening to it, though. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Hello, Will and Eddie. I want to play a game. I don't know. That wasn't very good. Oh! That was the greatest impression I've ever done. My, uh... <clears throat> Dude, that, was sick. Man. that was sick, bro. I could do so much better than that, but thank you. <laughs> Well, I shit myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, I wanna, yeah, I just wanted to play a round of Would You Rather with you guys, horror edition. So, um, I guess I can ask Will first, and then I'll ask Eddie next, and you guys can just, yeah. So, Will, yes. would would you rather have Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers stalk you? I would rather. I'd rather Freddy Krueger to stalk me mm. because it's in your dreams, isn't it? Like, you just wake up. I think these are meant <laughs> to be quick fire, but yeah, fine, you know? Fine. <laughs> quick fire. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Eddie? Would you rather have Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers stalk you? 
Um, just because Will said Freddy Krueger, I'm going with Mike Myers. I have no idea why I've not seen either. I'm so sorry. But Mike Myers, you're thinking of Austin Powers. Though, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's hilarious, man. <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Add that to the next impression. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's the other thing that he says? There's another phrase that he says in that movie. I can't remember what yeah, it is. Baby. Oh, there we go. Yeah, baby. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So let's see. Oh, okay. Will, would you do what? I'll be quick this time. Go. Oh, no, you're good. Would you rather have a free steak dinner once per month or have every horror movie ever streaming on Netflix at all times? Horror movie on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to say mine? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go with the steak. (laughs) That's what I figured. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's true. All right. Okay, next one. Will, would you rather have every brilliant director create their own take of Halloween or have the original left alone? Fuck it. I'm going to go with every original, every director doing their original version. I'd like to see who compares up. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool, actually. I think that'd be really cool to, to see, I don't know, what every director could bring to it. Totally. Everyone's got a different take. The David Lynch uh, one would just be crazy, wacky. No one understand what the fuck's going on. Tarantino's version, they wouldn't stop talking and nothing would actually happen. And I mean, Michael Bay would just have explosions everywhere. True that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the opposite then. Leave the original only because uh, I watched the remake of The Lion King very recently and I was really disappointed. Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> leave classics alone i totally agree except i do i do kind of i do sort of like rob zombies version of halloween i have a love-hate relationship with it um but i think that and and i love the evil dead remake so i think in certain aspects i think a movie can be improved upon but personally i think that halloween could have just been left alone like as just an original but you know, it happens. So <laughs> the thing with sequels ruined the first anyway, so you might as well just remake it. Fuck it, why not? Exactly. All right, let's see. <clears throat> Trying to find some good questions to ask you guys. Oh, okay. Would you rather face off against Ghostface or Jason? Ghostface. Guy's clumsy as fuck, isn't he? Oh He's yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> And he can't he can't even fucking run around without knocking over you know falling over a chair or falling over a Every, fucking lamp yeah you know that, that that's that makes that true kind of truth that film true to reality actually in a sense because you probably have shit peripheral vision in that mask, right? <laughs> so you wouldn't be able to see the plant pot to the left the area fucking kids toys around your feet and shit <laughs> stepping on legos and shit <laughs> <laughs> It's a wonder they've not stabbed themselves. I had a fucking idea. <laughs> he suddenly loses his mystique after he stands on a bit of Lego and just goes, oh, you oh, bastards! Stubs his toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. What about you, Eddie? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, same. Um, as well, because 
they weren't they just like college bros you know like these are fucking <laughs> frat, boy. frat boys <laughs> but fuck off i could be off a frat boy <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much yeah and uh yeah i definitely would probably have to say the same because uh there's no way i'm facing off against jason Voorhees and surviving that shit no way yeah. at all mm. take my head no, just, just kill me straight off i'm not running away I'm not fighting it just kill me to be honest i'd probably just lay down and die for most of <laughs> i'm done i give up <laughs> oh man okay here's another one <clears throat> would you rather have Pennywise played by Tim Curry or Bill Skarsgård? Ah, uh, stick with classics. Tim Curry. Tim Curry every time. But then I think every single role in the universe would be made better if it was played by Tim Curry, though, because Tim Curry is just wonderful. Very true. <laughs> what, as a clown? Or, like, every single role he is? I feel like Tim Curry is a clown, is a clown anyway. <laughs> <laughs> either that or Dr. Frankenfurter. Either or. I'm happy as long as it's one of those two. Okay, what about you, Eddie? Oh, I really struggle with the It films. Like, like Clowns is a big phobia of mine. So, I mean, I think both of them, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather shit on my hands and clap, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, no, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say the, um, the original, I think, because it's, it's a, it's an actual clown. It's 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 what it's real. It's what you would see in a circus, and I think that is far more scary than what they tried to do with the with the new guy. So yeah, if I was to say what I was more scared of, yeah, the the, yeah, the original Tim Curry. Nice. Well, I think uh, I think we found a new future episode for you guys to do, considering Eddie's <laughs> terrified of clowns. I know. I'm surprised I haven't picked a clown film yet. Because there's a, there's a listener request film coming up soon, so please please send in some clown ones. Ooh, have you, Will, have you seen Clown? The Eli Roth? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, that is definitely high on the list. It's potential. <laughs> Eddie's sitting over there like, I can look at, I can see Eddie's face right now. He's like, fuck you guys. Stunned silence. <laughs> Colors drained from my face. Uh, <laughs> Eddie's like, what did I sign up for? I did not sign up to be tortured by people. <laughs> Yeah, please go easy on me when we have like a listener request we, we're doing it we're doing it for the first time like i don't know maybe maybe chuck in a few pg films you know like nightmare before christmas that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> like frank and weenie maybe or <laughs> oh man <clears throat> all right here's we'll do one more so would you rather survive a horror movie scenario and have all of your friends die or have all of your friends live but you get killed Ooh, thing, yeah. I know, I'd like to feel like I could carry on that weird legend of an, the old person that lives down the road who's creepy because you don't want to talk to anyone. So I think I'm going with option A, I'll survive and the rest of my friends die. He's only saying that because he ain't got any friends. <laughs> You're my friends. <laughs> so I'm dying. <laughs> exactly. I'm is, dying so you can live. <laughs> yes. We all know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Eddie? Oh, I'm going to be a martyr. Yeah, I, no, I'll go the other way. I'll, um... You go out like a punk, though. <laughs> oh, You'd be the first dead oh, in every horror film, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Oh, that's mean. No, you're right. I just wouldn't see the traits coming. I wouldn't see the, the telltale horror side. 
<laughs> some eerie creaking swings and some fog in the on the on the foreground. Yeah, here's 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 an old abandoned lake or whatever. Like I am going skinny dipping. I'm the first one in that water. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh, she did. Oh, <laughs> All right. What well. about you? What about you? What about you on that one? Oh, I would probably be because I just felt feel like I'm a pretty selfless person in nature so I would probably sacrifice myself so that my friends could live because I just I feel like that would suck to have to I don't know be the only one to survive and watch all of your friends die that would fuck you up for life I just feel like I don't know might as well just die and get it over with and you know not have to live with the psychological torment the rest of my life See, that's an actual real and nice answer yeah. yours was just so you could be a creepy old man who survived a bit that don't go down that road, start yes. And mine was to be a martyr. We're both going to hell. We're terrible people. <laughs> Michael, you're, you're far better than us. <laughs> oh, and as far as the Pennywise question goes, I forgot to answer that one too. I would probably have to go with Bill Skarsgård. I do, okay, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from people for saying that because Tim Curry is iconic for playing Pennywise, but I love what Bill Skarsgård brought to the new Pennywise. I just love everything about it. Like, I love his look. Like, I don't think he's as, you know, quintessentially as creepy as Bill Skarsgård because as Eddie well put, um, you know, he's just a regular clown in the original one. And that's, I feel like that is a lot more scary. Like it's, it's much more simple. And I think simple can be a lot, you know, scarier sometimes, but I also just love the look of the new Pennywise. I love his makeup. I love I don't know. I just love what Bill Skarsgård brought to the table with that character. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Bill Skarsgård for sure. No, that's a fair shout. I don't think there's a wrong answer on that one, really. But there is. <laughs> Neither. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, guys. That was that was a. That, I think that was a successful first uh, Would You Rather game. I'm glad you guys got to be the first ones to do it. Lab rats over here. We're happy to test out. That's it. Who won? <laughs> Something you need to know between us. We're very competitive with each other. So which one of us won? <laughs> hmm. No, don't say we'll argue about it all night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the point of contention in this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll save the results for after the episode. How about that? <laughs> Uh, yeah we can manage <laughs> cool so i guess without further ado do you guys want to tell the listeners what movie we're going to be discussing today yeah mom you go for it <laughs> i was gonna howl oh shit what? this one twilight no. The choice this time, we, we put forward dog soldiers. Uh, we wanted, we would do, yeah, werewolf, British werewolf versus American werewolf film. And uh, US won. So we're going with the howling. But you guys came pretty damn close to winning. Like it, towards the end of it, it was pretty neck and neck. I think it was like three, uh, it was only four votes away from, you know, dog soldiers winning over the howling but yeah it was like neck and neck the entire time so that was that was fun to watch because i was like ooh, i really don't know which one's gonna win because the last two i feel like the last two ones we did it was pretty clear which one was gonna get the (laughs) the winning vote towards you know the end of it and i was like okay well obviously but this one was just tied the entire time like every time i would go to check it'd be like oh crap 
the, so like the howling would the howling would get a little bit ahead and then all of a sudden here comes dog soldiers creeping up and then it would just like yeah it was fun i think that's the time zone yes yeah. as, as, as the brits are waking up vote 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 and then we go to bed the americans here we go vote 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 <laughs> yeah the the time difference was a little tricky i think but so yeah howling yeah yeah the howling Yes. So I have, I wrote down some stats here for a second that we can read off real quick. Um, so it was made in 1981. It was directed by Joe Dante and he has quite, a, I wrote quite a few of his credits on here because he's done a lot of um, other horror related stuff. So he directed the original Piranha that came out in 1978. Uh, Gremlins and Gremlins 2. He also made The Burbs and then one of my personal favorites from childhood, Small Soldiers. He made that movie. No way! Yeah, we, we, we said that. This. Yes. Oh, so so the 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 actor who owned the store, right? The guy who, who owned the bookshop. Mm-hmm. He's in all those films. He's in Gremlins. He's in Toy Soldiers. Yeah. The yeah. On <laughs> the level of Christopher Nolan, always using like Tom Hardy in his films. Well. This is the 80s, though, isn't it? Different era. He's the rock star of, of the 80s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you even know his name? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> or he could be the Adam Sandler of the 80s because he keeps recycling the same people in his movies. <laughs> oh, man. So sixth movie deal on Netflix soon, then. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, I'm like, I was looking at his credits and I was like, damn, he's got some pretty heavy hitting movies on here, so... I don't know. And then um, it stars Dee Wallace, which another heavy hitter because she's been in so many horror related things. Uh, She was in Cujo, uh, E.T., The Hills Have Eyes, the original Hills Have Eyes, Critters. And I know her person, not personally, but I I personally know her from Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, because she plays uh, Laurie Strode's mom in that movie. And I felt so stupid because as I'm watching The Howling, I was sitting there and I was like why does she look so familiar to me and I'm like D Wallace D Wallace why does that name sound so familiar obviously she's from Halloween and I I just felt so stupid I'm like I call myself a horror fan and I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even realize that she was in that I don't know I, I, I had no idea that uh, she was in Rob Zombie's Halloween so <laughs> <laughs> well now you know I think the 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 lashes of shame on this one my bad <laughs> we're gonna get people that are <laughs> Eddie's like I don't know at all. <laughs> um, yeah, and so D. Wallace plays the main character Karen White, and then you have I just wrote down a few other people that are kind of prominent throughout the movie. So Belinda Belaski, she plays Terry, who plays uh, Karen's best friend in that movie, and she's also in Gremlins and Piranha as well. So. She's been in a couple more of <laughs> Joe Dante's films as well. So another Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is the same cast for everything. Dante has got his peeps, and he's like, "We're taking over the 80s." <laughs> Couldn't get Kurt Russell that good. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Chris Stone, which actually was the husband of Dee Wallace in real life. So like, they played husband and wife in this film, but they were actually married in real life as well. And then he was also in Cujo alongside D. Wallace as well. And then I don't know him from anything else, really. I put down Days of Our Lives because he was in that show for quite a few years. 
And then the last one that I put down was Dennis Duggan, and he plays Chris Halloway. Hall- Haller- Haller- Is it Halloran or Halloway? Do you guys have that written down? <laughs> I think it's Halloran, actually. The way I wrote it, though, I'm like, I can't read my own handwriting. But he's. it's funny that we made a joke about Adam Sandler because I was looking up his, uh, you know, film, uh, his collection of films that he's been in, and he's been in, like, almost every single Adam Sandler movie ever made. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, he plays, like, a lot of small roles in Adam Sandler's films, but, yeah, he's been in quite a few things that Adam Sandler's made, and I thought that was really funny. Love that. So his career really went down the pot after this. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we rip on Adam Sandler so much? Because <laughs> he's an easy target. He's a low-hanging fruit, isn't he? <laughs> Very wealthy, low hanging fruit. Yes, and his film, his films used to be so good, though. Like his so films. true. Think back to like Big Daddy and Waterboy. Waterboy, oh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Now you get the Cobbler and the Do Over. He sold his soul, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> I, I think the yeah, I think the I feel like the last good movie he made was Just Go with It. Have you guys seen that one? I don't think I have seen that. Is one. that one with? Um. Oh gosh, what's her name? Who's the main main actress in Jennifer that one? Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. That one's hilarious. I love that one. But then all of his movies, kind of after that, have just been so. Kind of. Like, he, did, he did one recently. Was it Hidden Gems? That one was meant to be quite good. I haven't actually seen it, but that was meant to be pretty good. Not a laugh in it though. It's not a comedy. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting for him to just do some funny voices, and <laughs> yeah, it was really serious. It's like when Jim Carrey did that. Uh, horror film, the number 23. Yeah, everyone's like, where's the last coming? And yeah. like he starts killing people instead. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I've heard that Hidden Gems was actually pretty good. Is it Hidden Gems? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that that movie was actually pretty good. And I haven't seen it yet, so I'll have to check it out. But yeah, those are those are just like the main people that I looked up that are just, you know, kind of in the movie quite frequently. And then I was really shocked and surprised when I saw the budget for this film because it's only it was only made on a million dollar budget. Shit. Yeah. And it even had more than that. Oh really? Yeah. Since the eighties though, isn't that like a lot more in today's money? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) In Bitcoin. To be fair though, the the um the majority of that budget must have gone on the perms. For every actor and actress in this film, like the perm budget is just ridiculous. <laughs> they spent they spent so much on the perm budget that they didn't have a budget for the rest of the CGI stuff. Because I don't know if you guys noticed when you watch this movie, but there's like there's two there's two scenes that I'm just like, seriously, they couldn't have had just the werewolf pe- whoever was in the werewolf's costume. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about was, <laughs> but damn, those perms look good. <laughs> um. But yeah, it almost it made almost 18 million, so it got definitely its return back on that. So pretty pretty successfully box office wise. So, but um, yeah. So aside from that, did you guys want to get into the actual film itself? Sounds good. Cool. We could just take it and talk on tangents if you'd rather, but um, yeah, sounds- <laughs> yeah. I, well, I just figured we could just go through like some of the important scenes that stood out to you guys, because because as you guys said, um, this was your first time watching this film. This was also my first time watching this film. Like I have never seen this film before 
um, it got chosen to be talked about. So I took a shit ton of notes just because I didn't want to miss anything. But um, it was also a film that was pretty easy to follow, I felt like. So I watched it, I watched it like three times and I feel like I've retained most of it. So <laughs> figure we can just go off on, you know, wild kind of tangent, talk about scenes that we thought were kind of fun. So, <clears throat> but uh, I like the opening scene because she's, you find out that her character is a reporter, like a, a news anchor and she's being stalked by like some serial killer. And I like the way that they, portray the serial killer because he almost seems very um richard ramirez-esque totally yeah like the night night stalker yeah it's like fucking creep absolute weirdo yeah like when she when when she calls him in the phone booth to you know set up the sting because they're doing like a sting operation to try to catch him and she's uh you know she has like a i think like an earpiece in or whatever and she's talking to the people at the at the station and uh she meets or she gets a call from him in the payphone and then he says like are you wearing what i asked you to or something like that he says something really creepy and it's just like a really creepy scene and then she ends up going to like some sex shop and in the back is like the the porno the porn theater or something the the, the wank boob let's not mix our words <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's called a jack off station i believe <laughs> been working off in my tool shed <laughs> Like I've never been in one of these. these yeah, yeah. We, we've all I've, been I, to Amsterdam. I, I feel like there'd be a lot more. I feel like it, the the booths would be a little bit. You know, they were quite clean in the film. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot stickier. Yeah, a lot more loads everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a lot stickier. A lot more uh, dingy and disgusting and blah. I'm more concerned about the movie that she goes in to watch. She goes and sits down and. It puts like the quarter into the thing, and then yeah, it's like the the TV comes on. She's watching a snuff film. Oh, he puts that on. She sits that. She sits down. I'm not blaming this rapey man for the film, right? <laughs> the rapey man has got horrible intentions, yes, but it's the it's the store owner that I'm worried about. He shouldn't. Be, I mean, it's a smut shop. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, I shouldn't a, be overly shocked, <laughs> but you know, if you're if you're then playing um uh, snuff films in your smut shop you've crossed a line oh really there's the line there cross. There here's is. the edge is drawing the line I, i'm drawing a line in the sand and this film does two things right it shows you snuff films and bestiality and i'm sorry <laughs> they are taboo subjects for me <laughs> yeah i i did i did find the um the the movie that go comes onto the screen a little uh little disturbing i was like oh this is kind of i don't like this it's gross like it's basically some woman like tied to a bed and she's like basically being like looks like sexually assaulted and murdered and it's really gross and weird and i'm not yeah i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> i was like nobody warned me what i was getting into before i watched this movie i was like oh but that's the tone doesn't it it starts pretty oh, right. heavy oh yeah ton of bricks just coming out of anything, right? <laughs> yeah. like, fucking not not pleasant here we go yeah and uh yeah so then she meets she meets him there and he you know she tries to i like how she tries to turn around to face him and he won't let him or he won't let her look at him and um when he finally does let her look at him she kind of just sees like a silhouette of him like approaching her and you just hear her like scream and then like it cuts back to her getting strangled by him and then the cops show up just in time and i love um after they shoot the guy they shoot him and 
you know, kill him. Very and, yeah, he, he's like holding the gun. He's like, just drop your weapon, drop it. And I love how the, the sex shop guy comes in. He's like, I knew I shouldn't have let that broad back here. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of victim blaming and woman blaming in the in this film i would like to say like it's it crosses the line there it crosses your line yes yeah the guy was a bit of a dick wasn't he it's like someone's dead in his smut shop and all he cares about is well he's just scared away two of my best customers <laughs> <laughs> who will watch my snuff films now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> that that kind of made me laugh when he says that line because he's like i knew i shouldn't have let that broad back here and it's like damn this guy's a fucking sleazeball brutal absolutely savage uh, but then it like uh after that it cuts to like the part where she's being taken out and people are like filming her and she basically says she can't remember anything that happened like she has amnesia and i'm guessing that's from like the trauma of it but um, she keeps having nightmares and she can't have like sex with her husband. Like she's having intimacy issues because of it because she just keeps seeing like flashes of, you know, things that happened to her in this dream and like these dreams and stuff. And she tries to go back to work, uh, the scene where she tries to go back to work and she keeps like seeing the reflection of the woman tied to the bed in like the camera lens. Mm -hmm. And then she sees, then she like does that shot that does that shot where she's looking up at the lights and she sees like a silhouette and so <clears throat> that's when she gets referred to the psycho psychologist who basically um what's the word i'm trying to think that diagnoses her with like just ptsd almost really in it and we all know the cure for that <laughs> go spend a weekend <laughs> by the beach at my cabin <laughs> Also, just going back, like when when she is in, when she's trying to go back to work, she's trying to report a story, whatever. And that's what you're saying. She like she's she starts fading out, and she can just keep picturing everyone around her. Like everyone's just again sexist arseholes. Just fucking like this poor woman yeah. has just been used as bait to kidnap <laughs> to try and yeah. catch this fucking serial killer. Yeah. She's been cornered in a fucking smut shop, <laughs> fucking threatened with her life, strangled. She's got amnesia. And they all these wankers are looking like she's fought on their firstborn child. Like, this is so unfair for her. Yeah. Well, look, she's oh. a woman in the 80s. And that is the, <laughs> that is the worst thing. But it's like, I mean, you're right. It's like a whole newsroom full of men that are like, yeah. <laughs> Get him out of Yeah, it, it well, and then the 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 line that he says, uh, what does he say? He's like, get that other woman, the Takafuji or whatever her name is. Yeah, get her to get her to anchor. <laughs> we put a little bit of racism onto our sexism already. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of that brought, that brought me back to like Anchorman. You know, it was like I know that's like a total like a, a total comedy depiction of what a newsroom is like in the eighties, but it's fairly accurate. I've got to rate the news. <laughs> I've got to put Corningstone on. <laughs> Woman anchor. <laughs> anchor man, <laughs> not anchor lady. Sorry, tangent. Keep no, going. Well, I was just going to say, I, I've i never seen Anchorman because I can't stand Will Ferrell. So I don't know. I've heard good things about it, but I'm just not a fan of him. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. What made you realize you didn't like Will Ferrell? I just, I don't know. I just think he's kind of annoying. Every, everything, maybe he just like plays a lot of like unlikable characters in my opinion. I don't know. I'm just not a, 
just never been a Will Ferrell fan. I'm not a like a super huge Vince Vaughn fan either. Oh whoa, no, that's 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 too far, man. You've offended too far. You've offended Will. He's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Take a breath, Will. I know, this, this guy's getting to me. This guy's getting to me. <laughs> Will's like, um, Eddie, you take over. I'm leaving. I can't do this anymore. Oh, look at the time. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But yeah, I love how um, when she's like in the therapist's office, he's referring her to this, uh, what does he call it? A compound? A compound? No, I don't think it's a compound. It's a, what, what word? He uses like a specific word and I can't think of what it's called. I don't think I wrote it. It's like a retreat, essentially. Yeah. He sent, he's like, I, I want to refer you to this uh, resort retreat place. I only uh, recommend special patients. Like, he basically calls her a special case. And so, <clears throat> oh, well, then we also missed the scene where uh, Terry and Chris go to the killer's apartment. And they're, like, looking around. And they find, like, all, like, the newspaper articles of, like, the killings and you see like all these sketches and you find a sketch of Karen, but then you also find like a sketch of like the sea sky seaside landscape where it's like the, the shore and some trees and stuff. And so that scene will be important later because, you know, you know, it is a horrible human that is, uh, in, uh, smut shops, but he can paint a lovely landscape. Real good. Mm. Very nice. Might have to have him, uh, you know, decorate my future home, May- maybe make a mural on my, you know, a werewolf mur- mural on my living room wall. Out. <laughs> I love this werewolf theme you've got going. Could you do this in my living room? <laughs> I'm thinking of like a woodsy, outdoorsy type of theme. And I'm thinking like, you know, on this wall, we could have a full naked man, you know, just completely naked. And then along the other four, uh, along the other three walls, we just have him transforming into a full-fledged werewolf. Yeah, I think that'd be- Say no more, we've got it, absolutely. Have you got any room for some newspaper clippings though? Because I really feel like your back wall could do with some horror newspaper clippings. (laughs) It could use um, some aesthetic, I think, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and then I love how um, in the next scene, her and Chris are driving out to there, out to this place. And she basically says, I hope these people aren't weird. And then the moment she says that it jump cuts to like a, a very close up shot of that old guy at the beach. And he's just like, like completely like out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get like a whole bunch of like people that are just gathered around and they're all kind of just weird. They're all like, you can tell that there's something odd with these people. They're just all very, I don't know. And like, you kind of meet a few people in the scene that are kind of like, I wouldn't say like huge characters, but they have a lot of um, influence on the film going forward. So like you meet the one girl, uh, Marsha, she's like the really slutty kind of bitchy one. She's the very dark. Whole lot of leather. Yeah. Do it. Whole lot of leather. Yes. <laughs> whole lot of leather. A whole lot of cleavage too. Yeah, oh, really? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, basically, right off the bat, as soon as she gets, the, as soon as they get there, she starts like coming on to Karen's husband, like she's trying to flirt with him, and you can kind of tell that he's trying to ignore her advances, but at the same time, he's also kind of entertaining the idea because he keeps looking, he keeps giving her like looks from across the. Yeah. Beach. They keep looking at each other, and he's like, hmm, and you can tell like 
there's definitely some intimacy issue. It seems like there was intimacy issues way before this whole thing happened to Karen in the first place. It doesn't seem like they have a whole lot of sexual chemistry, at least in my opinion. This is what I gathered from the first couple of times I watched this is that it just seems like they've never like they've had issues like this for a long time. I think so, and especially when it when they actually start having a bit of an argument about it, it's like that couldn't have sprung on so quickly. Like it's definitely been building for a while. I don't know what uh, else, but yeah, it's like it's like this weird sexual tension between the two of them. Like, and it's not in a good way either. It's not like they want to jump on each other. It's just like they they don't even seem like super attracted to each other at times. It's like a classic case, of just a couple feeling comfortable, far too comfortable with each other. They don't really give a shit anymore exactly yeah and then um ooh, and then you meet that really creepy guy that's like watching karen the whole time he's just so fucking creepy yeah that little hunchback weirdo yeah 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 the one that's marsh's brother i think i think the it's marsh's brother yeah and he's just he's just so fucking creepy and then you meet the one girl uh donna and I love, <clears throat> I love the first thing that she says to Karen. She's like, oh my gosh, we, we've seen you on TV. We love, you're like the second, you're our second favorite aside from that. What's that? What's that a- Asian girl's name? That Asian report? And the, and the husband's just like, stop. <laughs> He's like, stop right there. And, and she's kind of weird. Cause she's very like clingy right off the bat. She's like, oh, come here. She's, and you can tell Karen's like, get off me. Cause there's like the shot where they walk towards the fire and they go to sit down and Karen's just like, get off me. <laughs> get your shoes are out of the way. Give me my arm back, please. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the old guy all of a sudden just out of nowhere just starts freaking out. It's like, I want to die. I just want to end it. I want to burn. I did find that pretty strange. Cause like, Literally two seconds earlier, at the start of the hoot nanny, he's the one going, giving the yeah, like going for it, and then suddenly just becomes suicidal. Like, yeah, he was loving life. He is the fun guy at the party. And I want to flip this. I want to say that I didn't think that party looked too bad. They're just wait, hear me out. They're on the beach, right? Yeah. You got you all be on the grill there. He's doing a, you know, got a barbecue going. Beers are flowing. They've got a big punch bowl, which. Serve uh, with big cleavage. Yeah, a boob, boob, boobzilla is serving, and you know, there's a fire they're by the beach. I thought, hey, they, this is pretty cool. And an old man tries to kill himself. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was the party animal. Yeah, that, that's when it takes to turn. That's when, that's when you know, the mushrooms have turned. He's <laughs> the punch he, ball has been spiked. He's, he's had a great time, but that's that's wearing off. He's having an acid trip, is basically what he's having. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you though, Eddie, cuz I the they're definitely odd. Like the people are definitely odd, but at the same time I was like this is kind of like a fun, you know, kind of party. I I think I would kind of have fun here. I don't know, just sitting here enjoying the 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 live music that they've got going cuz they've got an entire band up there and they're all like playing that and It was awesome. The band was great, you know, it was D- Dixie's band. Yeah, yeah it was, it was great. great. I mean, look, if, if no one tries to eat me later that night, I, I'd call that a good night. Yeah, I'd be intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that, I don't know. I think that's an interesting scene because you kind of get, like, acquainted with some of these people at this retreat. And then um, after that, like, there's that scene where Karen, like, hears the wolves outside howling. And she's like, I love how <laughs> the scene kind of made me crack up because... 
I get it. She's not like a city girl at all. Like he even says it to her. He's like, you're just used to not, you know, you're used to living in the city where, you know, all you hear is, you know, city noises, whatever. But like, it's like, come on, you've never heard a wolf before. She's freaking out because and she acts like she's, yeah. she's never heard a wolf howl in her entire life. She's like, oh my God, what is that? There's something out there. I heard it howling. And he's like, it's probably a wolf. And she's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> At least get up and close the fucking window. Wide open. Like to the spookiest woods outside ever. I'm like, honestly, I hear a crackle. I'm like, well, that's it. Like something's coming to kill us. Like, I don't know, just be a bit chivalrous. Get up, close the window, say, it's okay. Just close your list. That's not practical to have your window open at some night in the woods. Anything. Don't have to be a fucking wolf. Think of mosquitoes. Think of the mozzies that are going to get in. Bloody hell. Yeah. And then he just he just basically goes back to sleep. He's like, I'm not I'm not entertaining this with you. And then she's bullet. She goes outside, right? She goes yeah. she goes investigate. Which which fuck that. Like you guys have probably listened to my episodes where I talk about how much I hate the woods. Like I wouldn't be going out there, period. And then if I heard shit like that out there, I would not be stepping out there. Mm-mm. Nah. no way no how and then that's when you see the creepy guy from the beach again and he's like watching her from the bushes and then you get that like creepy shot of him just ugh, just watching her and it's creepy as fuck <laughs> we all know what he's doing out of the bushes at that time don't we <laughs> he, looked, he looked out of breath he's either just been for a run or i don't know it looks a little well and not to mention he's like probably completely naked because he's not wearing a shirt so i'm i'm assuming he's probably completely butt-ass naked out there be safe or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> again he's a guy with those hippies it's great everyone's having fun Woo! <laughs> exactly he's taking some acid taking his clothes off this is all harmless fun at the moment <laughs> <laughs> until shit starts getting real real <laughs> um and then I only brought up this because this isn't like a super important scene, but you kind of meet another character. You kind of meet the the sheriff in the scene, and he kind of has he doesn't have like a huge role later on, but um, he's supposed to be like the one of the good guys type thing. Yeah, he's he's old and jolly. He's like brings you in thinking he's a safe, happy character, kind of bursting out of his sheriff shirt, as I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Almost like if shit does hit the fan, he's probably he's your protect. He's he's the, he's the guy who's gonna help you. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then there's that scene where um, what the the other scene that I thought was kind of important to talk about was where Terry and Chris go to the morgue to look at Eddie's body, Absolutely. and he's not. Yeah, and so when they open up the the bot the what is that called the whatever the freezer that you put bodies in <laughs> yeah the dead drawer the freezer the, the dead body freezer there we go i loved i loved the guy who the, was the, the mortician <laughs> he was great he's cracking jokes at front and center yeah i mean if you're gonna work with dead bodies all day have fun with it absolutely you know why not as long as you're not touching them <laughs> inappropriately well, he probably is. yeah he probably is why else would you be a mortician <laughs> Weird know. people. Also, right, I'm guessing you, well, you get onto it, like, they, they open the freezer drawer to show the body and it's not there, it's gone. I'm sorry, there'd be more people kicking up a fuss that a dead body has gone missing from a morgue. No one cared. No one gave a shit. You, it would be fucking national news, that. Yeah, they probably would have, should have made more of a hype about it, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I have nothing else to say. Is it true that they still they actually like tie like as a from historical reasons they still tie a bell around the dead people's toes just in case they start ringing? Because that was I swear they do that in loads of horror, loads of different horror films that like, they talk about that and like. I mean that's just horrible. What is it? Uh, uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They do it in that. I swear it's like a historical thing that, like, back in the fucking dark ages, wherever it was, the morticians would tie a bell around the big toe of whoever they thought was dead in case they weren't actually dead. In case these doctors are ringing. <laughs> oh no, he's just sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it looks dead to me. <laughs> well, there have been. I I've read stories about like how people have been buried who have been thought to be dead. And that would, mm, no thanks, no thanks. That would be, that's like my worst nightmare. I'd much rather be cremated, honestly. I think when I die, I think I'm just gonna be cremated. Burn me, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keep my ashes in an urn somewhere. Yeah. Oh, stuff and warm out. Oh, you stuff me and warm out my head and my hands coming out like this. Oh, (laughs) I want it to be like a hunting cabin. Just have like, just have a whole bunch of Will's body parts scattered around the fucking house. <laughs> oh my god, no, that's it. Cut me in half, right? Okay, stick one part of me coming out of one wall, right, and then the other wall going through, so it's like I'm going through a portal. Your legs are dangling out of one side of the wall, but my body's coming in this side. You're fucking weird. <laughs> That'd be a mind shot that, wouldn't it? <laughs> fucking hell. It's a talking point for all my guests. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Well, that's my dead brother. I cut him in half and stuck him on my wall. It's a great conversation piece. <laughs> it's the last thing I'll tell to the men in white coats if they take me away. Oh my god. Can we please get back to the dead body in a freezer? <laughs> the missing dead body. The missing dead body. But hang on, right? So there was like a few scratch marks on the other side of the door. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't open. It wasn't like... It had the common courtesy to shut yeah, the door to close it behind himself. <laughs> Well, and I also love in this scene, um, I also love like the subtle moments of humor in this movie. Like there's not very many, but they're like very subtle to the point where you're just kind of like, oh, if you don't see it, you kind of miss it. But they're, as soon as they get into the morgue, it shows a shot of like a fucking tray of brains right next to a fucking half eaten hamburger. (laughs) And it's just, uh, it's like, he basically says that to the mortician and he's just like, that's what, it's what you do. Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I i thought that was kind of funny because it's like oh i can't even imagine like having my food even anywhere close to the vicinity of something like that oh it's gross <laughs> but yeah i love I, I really do like that scene because you start to kind of put pieces together in your head that something's not quite right here because oh and i forgot to mention something else during the very opening scene when um he tells her to turn around like his voice definitely changes like his voice just sounds more deep and like raspy and um before you even like know you know spoiler alert that he's a werewolf like it's just kind of like little subtle things like that that kind of get you thinking like okay what's what's going on here something's something's weird and then um well and then isn't there the scene after that where they go hunting where they take bill hunting like the people from like they find a load of like uh, decapitated or dismembered deer and and uh, elk all around the place, don't they? Yeah. So they're thinking the wolf is out there, so they all get together and go for a for a hunting session. Yeah. Yeah. Her, who, yeah. Who has just learned how to shoot? Uh-huh. 
take him on a fucking hunt. He'll be good, won't he? Yeah, kills a rabbit though, doesn't he? Can we appreciate how sexy he is as well? What's his name? Bill in it? It's Bill, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bill is a hunk of a man. Is this because, again, this is a podcast, you won't be able to see, but Ed's growing a moustache at the moment. Is this because you really appreciate Bill's moustache? There is that. But he's also a hunk. (laughs) Yeah, I I like it. He's a strong, silent type, got a good rugged hair on his chest. Mm -hmm. He's all man. He's all man. He's all man. Like a poor man's Tom Selleck I was watching. uh, (laughs) I was a big fan. I was a big fan. Yeah, he's a he's not a bad looking guy. Also, there was someone <laughs> on most most recent watch because I watched this. I think I said I watched this movie three times. Um, on the third time, when they're at the beach scene, I noticed that there was like an extra standing in the back that I was like, "Ooh, who is that? He is a fine looking man. Too bad he's not in this movie more often." <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a shot of um, I think it's Karen and Bill, and they're standing there, and there's like an extra in the background. And uh, I'm just like, ooh, hi. Anyway, you know, I not get a better role, <laughs> right? And I don't think I, I don't think I can go a podcast episode without you know being a thirsty hoe, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna play Eddie. You, no, yeah, Yasmin, you go. It's normally one of us that swoons after the 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 main lead male role. <laughs> and to be fair, it's normally you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a lead male role. Yeah, absolute sucker. Oh, so I what? In love with Hopper from Stranger Things. Yeah, oh, he's just all man. Like, I just I want him in my life, in any capacity. I don't mind in your bed, either that tucking me in, or right. whatever it is. I don't mind. We well, he, he has he has daddy issues. If you weren't aware, like if, if this doesn't come across, <laughs> daddy didn't love me. No, he loved you too much. That was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a he needs a strong male presence in his life. How about how about Ryan Reynolds from Amityville Horror? Now that he's all ruggedness in that, he's mm. a bit too looking to be someone's dad. I think, especially in that. Mm. You've not seen it. I've not seen it. No. <laughs> I don't know why I was looking at you for this. What, what are you two talking about? I'm the only one here. <laughs> well, Eddie, if you yeah. um, if you dig Bill in this movie, you'll definitely dig Ryan Reynolds and Amityville Horror because that that guy's fucking jacked in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's pretty damn hot. All right, I'm on the wish on the wish list. Watch, watch list. <laughs> wish list. Wish list. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Got a little off topic there. We're talking about a. Uh, <clears throat> hunky men yeah where were we in the film (laughs) it's a subject i could personally talk about all day but unfortunately this (laughs) is a horror (laughs) podcast (laughs) that's our second podcast that was set up together right (laughs) exactly yeah the three of us just you know spend (laughs) kind of like have you guys seen um uh knocked up Oh yeah, yeah. You know how they have that website where they have like, okay, <laughs> you see this person. That's just like that's literally us. We have a podcast where we just talk about which movies and which scenes you see like an actor like either fully nude, only you know the backside shirtless, backside <laughs> cheek, a little bit of bush, yeah, <laughs> sort of bit of undercarriage, uh, patent pending. Everyone who's listening, you can't steal our idea. Yeah, this <laughs> is our idea. <laughs> oh my gosh i like that idea guys let's uh you know let's uh brainstorm here a bit after the episode we'll you know figure something out (laughs) but uh yeah so after that so when he brings back the rabbit because we were talking about how bill kills the rabbit and he's talking to the weird creepy guy and he's like well 
it's rude if you don't eat it. He's basically, oh, because Bill's a vegetarian. Bill doesn't eat meat. And that's a very important point as well. Because, like, he doesn't eat meat. And so the weird the weird guy's basically telling him, like, well, you can't not eat what you hunt. Like, it's just rude. And so he's like, my sister can cook it for you down the way or whatever. So he walks down to her cabin and she's, like, cooking it. And then you see, like, all these, like, fucking just animal parts hanging all over her cabin. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then this is when craftsmanship. They're making all these sculptures with all the little bones and things. I'd like to think. Yeah, they're artistic. Oh, damn right. You know, this guy's a great painter and now a whittler and maker of many fine bone china. (laughs) That makes sense. Bone China. 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 (laughs) I love Ah, the way you said that. Made of ribs. I love the way you said that, though, Eddie. Bone China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, and then this is the scene after he leaves Marsha's house, because I think she tries to, you know, sexually. Mm-hmm. And then so he leaves, and then on the way back, he gets attacked. This is like the first um, werewolf scene, I guess you could say, where he gets yeah. like attacked by the werewolf. And I have to say, like, in this movie, for it being a movie that came out in 1981, I'm fucking impressed with the the way some of these special effects look like with the where like the look of the werewolves i'm like holy fuck like that looks so good like even to today's standards i don't know there's you know a couple of questionable shots that we'll get into in a second but <laughs> it, i i was very highly impressed with like the you know the special effects stuff that went into this film a lot of good props i think especially the later later on when lots of faces get attacked in like the little medical ward there you see the, the, the werewolf in full and i think yeah totally i think some of the the physical props and physical costumes that they were wearing were, were pretty sick yeah oh yeah and so if only it was as easy as to get a kiss as to bring a woman a dead rabbit <laughs> like <laughs> it was just, shit was that easy if we go hunting every day like <laughs> hey darling i brought you a present it's yeah. a severed rabbit head <laughs> your inbred brother told me you might cook it for me <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a place in the world that yeah they love that whatever that accent was from Mike that's, that's it <laughs> I love you Jenny I brought you a severed <laughs> rabbit head <laughs> George <laughs> where's the equivalent of that in England Bradford. who are we going to annoy Bradford <laughs> I don't know Carlisle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the fact that I have like six fingers on each hand. Oh, stop that, stop that. So definitely we have friends from Carlisle. We love you. <laughs> six fingers and, you know, uh, a tail maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite regular in Carlisle. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, th- I think this scene's pretty cool because Bill gets attacked by the werewolf and then he gets scratched like on his arm. Or does he get bit? Does he get bit or scratched? He gets bit. Uh, and then he gets scratched a little later. Mm-hmm. In the, is this the yep. same scene it leads on to? Not yet, because he get he, he wanders back. He gets bit on the shoulder, yeah. on the top of the arm, yeah. above his, above his oh, tattoo. And he manages to get home. He gets home, and then, um, uh, what's the face? Karen, his wife, they, she takes him to the little medical ward to go see the doctor. Yeah. Uh, he's not just a psychologist, but he's actually probably a physical doctor as well. And then he injects some, something into him. Painkillers, I assume. Isn't that right? Yeah, painkiller, painkillers or something. Yeah, and then this is when you get the other scene where they're in bed together, 
and she's trying to be intimate with him this time and he's not having it he's like completely yeah he's like completely disinterested the entire time and so then she goes to bed and then this is the scene where him and uh marcia yep (laughs) how yeah so what are what are your guys' thoughts on marcia is she an attractive woman do you guys do you guys fancy her as you would say in do no that is exactly what we'd say um in what form no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) werewolf form or human form (laughs) i prefer that little bit in between that's just part part i like yeah i like my women hairy (laughs) um i don't know like i'd say i'd say no not conventionally but you know this whole idea is you know she's this mysterious um kind of scary but powerful woman in leather whole lot of cleavage she's seductive so yeah i'd say no but you know if she put it on me i would be yeah I, i'd surrender yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, ah yes i see you are the dominant one here <laughs> well i, I to go down how long <laughs> I kind of thought she looked kind of like a low rent uh, Angelina Jolie a little bit. Yeah, good job. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Like Angelina Jolie's less fortunate sister. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. They successful. Because they spent all the budget on perms, they couldn't afford Angelina Jolie. Is that so? Have you got a sister or something? Like, I've got a cousin. <laughs> Not my blood. Yeah. Well, take her. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Quite a bit of 80s Bush as well. Though. Oh, I love the 80s. You Bush. cannot go for a, a, an 80s horror film without seeing a little bit of Bush, hairy Bush. Very true. Yeah. And we was we actually said this during the film, like the uh, quality of the mustache uh, that Bill has as well. Imagine if he did go down on it, they'd be like Velcroed for days. You know, it's like someone's gonna have to cut them apart. <laughs> Bring the head strippers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're intertwined now. <laughs> That'll be me. They're they're just fused together. Yeah, it's, human... like, it's like a weird version of the human sensi that sensi 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 That's a style pie. <laughs> When, it, when each of them turns into wolf, do they both does does Bill turn it in from his mustache outwards, and she goes from, from the bush, bush outwards, like that scene in the scary movie when it's like, yeah, <laughs> she just takes off her dress and it's just, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but this is yeah, I like this scene because this is the scene where they both transform into werewolves and they you know shag they basically you know fuck each other and but this is also the scene where you get that really really horrible and why i ask myself why because i thought maybe i tried to play in devil's advocate here i was like maybe they just didn't have it in the budget after you know because they took a lot it seems like they took a lot of time doing like the practical effects with like the werewolves and stuff so maybe they didn't have the budget to you know, but I'm just like thinking to myself after watching that there's because there's a shot after they transform into werewolves, which looks really cool, by the way, like they look really cool. And that's when she scratches him on the back with her claws. And that's where he gets the I got confused because when I asked if she bit her or scratched him, I was thinking she scratched him. But that's in the later scene. Um, but uh, then you get that shot of them by the fire and it's literally the worst looking CGI animated what i don't even know what the fuck it is <laughs> it's almost just like someone's gotten the final film reel like and then just 
got a bit of black cardboard and just cut out the silhouette and just stuck it on. The camera zooms out because it's like a big wide shot. You've got a little bit of a campfire and then it's just this black silhouette. Oh, yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. So it almost bad. looked like, what is it? Is it Predator that has that, that the only oh. basic <laughs> view of yeah. a silhouette of, of body heat? It was like essentially that. Exactly, yeah. But that's not even that weird. The weirdest thing, they weren't even doing it doggy. Very distinct lack of doggy style. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I just wouldn't have expected, you know, two werewolves to, to, to be doing missionary. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought, very, I thought humans invented that. Very prim and proper, I think. That one, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> very um, revel, uh, very evolutionized werewolves is what we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Then they did the reverse cowgirl, <laughs> and then cow <laughs> <Pile> driver. <laughs> no oh man, and yeah. So then after that, isn't there the scene where she um? Is that the scene where? Terry comes to visit because I think Terry then they yeah didn't like yeah Terry gets there and she drives away after after they've uh, yeah after they've been to the, the ball she drives up oh god I can't remember that she, yeah and that's it she brings that's it because we made a joke about it again she brings up the packed lunch and there's she's just brought up a spare rib in the packed lunch and what's yeah just, just just gnawing on the spare rib. who brings yeah. a spare rib in a fucking yeah. sarni bag yeah that's just weird yeah uh, and then they start walking around and then terry yeah like she starts listening out of the night she starts recording all the howling as well didn't she yeah mm-hmm. so we missed the shop scene but you know we talked about that a little earlier that um because they they've been looking into this death or, or where this guy's gone and um they go to this this bookshop where the greatest actor in the world is don't know his oh, name but he's in all the film yeah <laughs> and yeah they start reading books and seeing pictures about werewolves and the guys you know He's telling them, you know, he's debunking myths about werewolves, about like they only change in a full moon. He's like, ah, oh, no, that's that's who this is. They're changelings or whatever it is, and they they can change whatever shapeshifters and yeah. Talks about the silver bullets, but then again, you know, talking about your like subtlety of comedy throughout this, even at the end of that, is like you think this guy is like a real quack. He's you know, he's researched all this stuff. He's like, oh, no, fuck, I'm just selling books. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, well, and then you get that shot at the beginning. That I'm really glad you brought that up, Eddie, because I was just going to bring that up right before you said that because I was like, oh, we forgot a scene because it's kind of important later as well. But I love how at the start of that scene, you get the two nuns that walk in and they're yeah. like looking around the shop like, yeah, the exactly. they stumble into. <laughs> I like shat myself a little bit because I just watched The Conjuring 2 and I never wanted to see a nun again in my life. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then that's when Terry shows up because I feel like something happens before that to to make Karen call Terry, though. She's freaking out about something. She's just freaking out in general about uh, uh, Bill kind of like what she thinks he's cheating on her or yeah and she's just gonna come up i, don't, I can't really remember now because it's, it's only her fella that comes up in a panic when he after she after yeah. after she calls him yeah. back so she comes up by herself she then alarms herself by then she hears all she hears what she says there one night she hears all the the howling she records that it's then when she's down at the beach by herself mm-hmm. down at the waterfront like she's like, I can't remember what she's doing. She's just like drawing or whatever it is, and she's walking back up, back up the hill, and she turns around. And she sees the exact same 
landscape, right? Stop me if I'm cutting out any of the things you need to be saying. Nope, you're good. <laughs> so that's it. Because like she turns around one bit, doesn't see anything, takes two steps further, turns around like, my God, it's the landscape that does this. <laughs> exactly. Like, you would have seen that two steps before when you first looked around, but fine. Um, so that's when she realizes that this is where Eddie, the original werewolf or weird serial killer dude was. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get that cool sequence of her um, walking through the woods and she finds the I, I'm assuming it's Eddie's cabin that he was living at because when she goes in, she starts taking pictures and stuff. And then she goes in that one room and it's just like the same newspaper articles. There's sketch. There's a sketch of Marsha on the wall and there's yeah. like a whole bunch of other China. <laughs> yeah. There's some more bone China for you, Eddie. <laughs> but, uh, and then this is the scene where you get like the cool sequence of the werewolf attacking uh, Terry and she it re- kind of reminded me like I think it was just the way this shot was um, filmed but she jumps out the window just as the werewolf breaks through the door and then she goes underneath the porch and it kind of reminded me of that scene in Evil Dead when Mia's in the shed and she like goes inside that little uh, crevice thing in between like the... yeah I think it was just the way it was shot it really reminded me of that and so she has like an axe because she falls she falls out the window and there just happens to be like the axe right there so she picks up the axe and she goes back behind um that little you know space and under the house and then all of a sudden the werewolf just attacks her from behind breaks through the fucking and this werewolf is like these werewolves are savages they can just fucking break through shit like nothing and I like how this scene is set up because it makes you think that Eddie's the one that's attacking her but then you find out later that it's not Eddie it's so there were two werewolves there at the same time I believe yeah yeah because Eddie's the one that breaks out of the closet that she's when she's in that room and then when she's outside she gets attacked by the weird brother of the the brother of Marsha because oh and this scene's gnarly because she ends up like chopping his arm off with an axe and it just looks disgusting I think that it's so well done though. And again, like for the the time in which it was made. And the budget. The budget. Yeah. I like the It was like pulsing. The, yeah, they, they after it after it gets chopped off, it turns from a werewolf hand back into a human hand mm-hmm. and then starts pulsing and yeah, I thought that was pretty yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what we we're expecting it to do. Like it starts moving and we're like we both looked at each other just like stuck up our middle fingers going like go on do it <laughs> fucking fucking rudder go on <laughs> yeah it like it looks not like especially when the fi- like the fingers curl up for a minute and it kind of reminds me of like the way it looks for a second kind of looks like one of the face huggers in alien it was just the mm-hmm. way it kind and it looked really gross like it looked really good go- and then it opens back up and then yeah like you were saying eddie it opens back up and becomes like a regular human hand again and it's just like it looks so good like it looks so freaking good and then i just love this entire sequence with terry because then she runs to the um doctor's cabin and she goes into like the medical ward and she ends up calling uh chris on the phone and she's like explaining to him like what just happened and um this is when you get that second werewolf attack scene because there's a there's already a werewolf in there with her because you can see um like the werewolf's kind of hand going off I think it's like the tape recorder or something. And she's like looking through the file cabinet because he's like, look, look for this or whatever. And she's like looking through the file cabinet. And then the werewolf just takes the one from her and she looks up 
and then this is when you get like the full reveal of the werewolf and it's fucking cool it definitely was and again just to reiterate what i was saying like you know with, with the budget and the time that it was made like it's it's fucking sick it's it's re- that that shot at least i thought when it's in the full makeup and stuff i, I thought it was great yeah yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Pretty yeah, we'll get into that. I, I just, I, I, I always find it funny in horror films that nobody ever has any fucking peripheral. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter what you, what you see in your blinkers, and what they're showing you in the size of the lens, that's all the actor can see. Like the, the werewolf literally is stood right in front of her, takes something out of her hand, and then she kind of looks up and is like. Oh, that's what this huge object is in front of me. Oh, fuck, it's a werewolf. The camera can't see it. No one else. No, exactly, can see exactly. It. I was surprised. I was shocked. So, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, the, the werewolf itself was pretty cool. Pretty yeah, crazy. and like the the way that he's just like fucking throwing shit around. It's just it's it's really cool looking. And then he basically picks her up by the neck, and she's like dangling there. And then he bites her like on the neck and basically kills her. And then after that that's when karen comes in there right so karen comes walking in there and this scene kind of confused me on the first watch because i didn't realize that the body she finds on the table under the sheet uh was eddie and not um terry for some reason so i thought it was Terry the first time round. no i think it no i don't know maybe it is i don't know i'd have to re-watch it again but for some reason like Cause I feel like Eddie gets off the table after that and he's like talking to her. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's Eddie that's on the table. But at first I thought it was Terry. And I was like, when she pulls the sheet up and she doesn't even react to her. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, she does. She says nothing. She, she kind of like, no, you're totally oh, right. It is, it is a friend. And just, she goes back. She's like, uh, and then goes to make a phone call. Yeah. She's like, you, you've got a horribly mauled friend on the table. There. Like, <laughs> give me more. Yeah, it, it was it was weird. I was like, I was like, shouldn't shouldn't she be reacting more to you know seeing her friend? But then I think I think it's actually Eddie that she sees on the table, right? I'm pretty yes, sure. It's... He gets off the table then, doesn't he? Because when she turns yeah. around to make a phone call, that is then Eddie getting off the table, and and then again, is he is he in full werewolf mask? Not uh, yet, no. Oh no, because no, no, this is where we were talking. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got he gets up. He's got, the, got two bullet, bullet holes in his head. Yeah. Fucking starts clamoring to get one of them out in front of her to gross her out, don't they? Yeah. And it's really gnarly looking too. It looks disgusting. Like when he's like digging his fingers in there, he's like trying to pull and then he pulls it out. And then I think it looks really gross, like when the werewolves transform and their like fucking skin is bulging underneath and like start I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. Not a fan. It's pretty gross. <laughs> this this was um this was quite funny, I thought. And again, I say funny, but it was such a long process. Now, I, I don't I, I don't know how long a human takes to transform into a werewolf. I'm not an expert, right? I don't claim to be. <laughs> but I don't know, they, the amount of time the camera lingered on it. And I think it was, they were trying to show off the, the special effects that they've done, I'm guessing. They were trying to show, you know, these really cool things of, of showing that human uh, transform into a werewolf. But... I don't know if I was the victim, I'd just be feeling a bit awkward now. I've been watching you for like 20 seconds, like, yay. <laughs> uh, if I've not already run. <laughs> and right. Off, and his face just keeps boiling and bubbling. And he's like, okay. Okay, <laughs> wait. How much longer? You... Are you doing... Can I run? Can I run? Am I going yet? 
Am I, am I good to am I good to go now? Okay, I guess. And then you, I just imagine what Karen's doing there the entire time. She's just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. What, what's Karen's yeah. face? Just <laughs> <Is she laughs> like a watch. Is she like, um, like checks her Instagram real quick? <laughs> yeah, makes a few phone calls. You know, yeah, um, <laughs> has a has a grinder hookup and then comes back. You know. <laughs> um, but it but it does look fucking cool though it it really does look cool and then this was released the same year as American Werewolf in London right I believe so either either 1981 or 1980 right okay I thought they were both 81 but if if not because I guess this the only thing when I was watching this the only thing that I obviously apart from Karen looks like she's going to be pretty bored in this but like (laughs) the only thing is just comparing it to yeah was the with the transforming scene in in American Werewolf in London which was sick yeah like i, I don't know like, it was, was it just competing with that i don't know it's it seemed like a lot of the effects kind of seem similar to the effects in that film i don't know if that was just i don't know if i was the only one that noticed that or if you guys noticed that too but there were I mean, that's the only thing I think of is that this like, just did that but i guess the reason why this one was funny is i don't think anyone was watching him in american wealth in london right he's just doing it in his fucking living room Whereas this yeah. one, you 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 insert someone else into that element and it's I'd like to see. It's gone quite a while, yeah, guys. I'd like to see the alternative camera angle for that one. The one on <laughs> on Karen. On Karen. What what is she doing? She's like. All right, well. check, but... Yeah, <laughs> but then I love how she waits until he fully transforms too to like throw the acid on his face because then she throws the acid all over his face, and then she runs yeah. out. And then once she runs out, this is when you find out that everybody else is in on it too, because she tries to flee in the car. And like some of the people at the, you know, retreat basically have a gun on her and they're like, nope, get out of the car. And so then they take her to the barn. And then this is when you find out that everybody in that place is like a part of it, which I don't know, maybe back in like the time when this film came out, that was probably an unexpected thing. But I already like knew, like going into this film, I was like, everybody's in on it. Like I already know already. Oh, All these people are way too weird. <laughs> that hoot nanny on the beach you know something's up right like it's just fucking weird people yeah. are weird they're all gonna be drinking the same kool-aid <laughs> yeah and then you get that you get that other scene in between i think it keeps cutting back and forth between uh chris and karen because then chris shows up to the place and he goes into the medical ward and uh that's when you get the the scene of eddie again where he shows back up and he's back in like his human form but his face is like nasty oh, yeah. looking like that, that looks fucking, so that, fucking gross yeah, fuck that, but it's really done good. so fucking well oh, yeah it's, it's like it looked hideous oh. uh, was like, is he just like the punching bag for everyone he's poor, shot poor acid thrown on him now yeah he's gonna get a silver bullet shot like yeah dude's just fucked would, if, if and he didn't even get any in the porno theater <laughs> if you looked like that in real life would you just be the werewolf the whole time you're better looking as a werewolf. Yeah. 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 More yeah. As a werewolf. I agree. Like hairy guys. Carlisle. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but his just it he just looks gnarly. Like his lip, like the side of his lip is all gross looking and his whole face is just just disgusting. And then um he doesn't know that Chris has the silver bullets. So he basically gives the gun back to Chris, thinking yeah. 
oh, well, this isn't going to, you know, this isn't going to kill me because this is just a normal gun. So he starts transforming and then Chris shoots him and kills him. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the barn scene, which I found this scene really interesting because I like that the doctor didn't exactly have ill intentions by bringing these people here because you'd think that like he had bad intentions, but really what he was trying to do was trying to, um, I guess, assimilate all these people into like normal society and try to basically tame them in a way. Like he was, he was trying to tame them and like control their animalistic urges, I guess. It just adds like a little bit, like an added character development, which you weren't expecting it to be. You know, you expect everyone in that scene just to be on the evil side, let's kill all these people. But you know, there's an internal turmoil between them all. He's very much, even hear him saying like, um, you know, we can't risk the, the, the wider population and everyone knowing we exist. Like he's trying to do this in a in a right way as well as he sees, but yeah. So, yeah, because the old guy is like, no, back to the good old days of yeah, eating eating folk. So <laughs> was the doctor not a werewolf? Doctor was a werewolf. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But he was just like a not so bad werewolf. Right. A vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aren't they vegetarians in Twilight? The Collins are. Oh, are they the vampires? Yeah, the Col the Collins. Um, I don't. They don't drink human blood, but they like. I think they like drink animal blood or something like that. They're not vegetarians. Okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I'm more confused than when we started this. Okay, fine. Uh, Doctor was a werewolf, yes? Yes. Carry on, fine, sorry. Crack on. <laughs> but then you kind of get that, like, scene where Marsha basically steps in and she's like, um, you know, this is bullshit. You told us that this would you know you tried to tame us and it didn't work and so basically they all like turn on the doctor and then yeah, she's angelina jolie she's queen bee fucking listen to me yeah balls to this guy i'm hungry yeah she's the regina george in wolves clothing is what she is <laughs> oh, love that. oh can we please do mean girls next i'm gay can we please <laughs> absolutely you want to know what's funny about mean girls me and a Mark and I were playing 20 questions horror edition while we were at work last night. Like we were just DMing each other back and forth. And he asked me uh, the question that he asked me, he was like, what non-horror movie would you love to see as a horror movie? And I chose Mean Girls because I was like, I would just love to fucking see Regina George just lose her shit and start just murdering people left and right. And basically the plastics have to band together to fucking try to kill her, to take her down. That would be dope. <laughs> okay. I've got one at the top there, but I, I can't take this as an original because I think I've seen that someone's re-edited this trailer of this film to make it look like a horror film. Mrs. Doubtfire. <gasps> so good. <laughs> Fucking weird creep dressing up as women to go and kill some children. Oh, to creep to, 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 go kill his, to go kill his ex-wife. Dude, honestly, I swear, I, I swear to God, I swear someone has re-edited a trailer mm -hmm. to make it look like a horror film. Whoever has done that is unbelievable. Can you two stop spoiling my favorite films? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen it because it's like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire as a horror movie. And then they do like a whole bunch of other films that are like, uh, let's see, for example, I guess Evil Dead as a comedy. They do a lot of stuff like that, which is really funny. I love it. <laughs> Cracking. But yeah, I was, I was just telling Mark, I was like, I would love to see Mean Girls made into a horror movie. That would be cool. <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, Tell you what, though, you, you think you get people kicking off when they, they remake original classic horror films. Imagine they keep a little kick up a storm for, don't you touch Mean Girls. Mean Girls is perfect. Do not touch that film. Yeah, every every male in their 30s, <laughs> that looks like. <laughs> you don't look a day over 24, so. My boy, yeah. Edit that out, thank you. But keep that bit in. <laughs> oh, keep the, you don't look a day over 24? Yeah, yeah, let's keep the, let's keep the mystique. I'm actually... <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Remember? <laughs> I, um, how old are you, Eddie? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, what was that, Eddie? I'm a, <laughs> the, the microphone's cutting out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, then this is, uh, this is when Chris shows up to the barn and he just starts shooting them left and right. He basically just starts taking them all out. So first, like, the, the weird brother guy steps forward. And he starts transforming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so he shoots him with the with the gun. And then they all kind of, at this point, they all kind of gather around the brother's body, and they all just kind of look back up at him, and it's like, you better do something, because they're uh, they're gonna fucking <laughs> rip you apart. And then the other guy's like, silver bullets my ass, because he's like, this I have silver bullets in this gun, and that guy's like, silver bullets my ass, and then he shoots him and kills him. And yeah. then the rest of them, they just lock in the barn and set it ablaze basically and i thought this yeah. looked really cool too i thought yeah. oh, he's used the doctor as well the, the, doc, the doctor kind of almost accepts the bullet he was like i don't want to live in this world if this is what the werewolves are doing now oh yeah yeah because yeah, because yeah. he shoots him and then the doctor goes thank god and then dies mm -hmm. it's not <laughs> And then I thought I thought this scene looked really cool, like when they burn the barn down, because like when the werewolves are trying to tear themselves out of the barn, it looks so fucking cool. Like you just get the shot of like the werewolf's face trying to like get out, and it looks like vicious as fuck. But we were saying um, if werewolves can't die, right? They because the bullets wouldn't kill him. It's only a silver bullet would kill him. Would, would the fire kill them? No. It doesn't, doesn't it? Because like later on, when they're trying to get away, yeah, but they clearly break out. You've seen them break through doors earlier in the film. Like they can get, they can get out of there. I just want to like, like Will said as we were watching it, it was like, nah, fuck it. Look, just, just, just take the fire. It won't kill you. Yeah, let, let it burn around you. Yeah. But they're covered in hair. Would you come out just like you know, the balls naked? Marble. Yeah. <laughs> like a naked mole rat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> You wouldn't be as scared of that, would you? If that turned up at you, it just looked like a basically a large scrotum. Oh God! And it just has it just has little patches of burnt hair all over it. <laughs> yeah, might look like mine after I've tried to shape. <laughs> Sorry, well, doesn't do the trick. <laughs> well, I do. I do think that some of them do die because later on when they're at the end scene when they're doing the news report they talk about how they found like the the uh the barn on fire and the bodies like burned beyond recognition so i'm sure some of them did die but i think a lot of them escaped because then you get the scene where chris and um karen escape in the car and then the cop stops them and this is when you find out that the cop's also a werewolf because the cop's yeah. not as not as uh, well-seeming as he looks. And mm -hmm. so then this is like the scene where they steal the cop car instead. So they kill the cop and then they steal the cop car. And then like a whole bunch of the werewolves surround the car and start trying to break into it. And then, 
explodes, uh, the car explodes for no reason at all. Was it a couple of shots to the windscreen and it just explodes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to make mention of that, too. I was like, I found that rather weird. I was like, why did the car, why did the car blow up? Okay, plot device, I guess. But the goal, though, just roundhouse kicks it, and then it'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is your explosion budget like in this film? We can afford one car. Okay, make it count. One car and one car only. Let's not fuck this up. <laughs> But then this is the scene where Karen gets bit, too, because she gets bit on the shoulder. And then you find out after she shoots and kills the werewolf, you find out that it was Chris, or it was her husband, Bill, that killed or bit her. Yeah. Yeah, because then you see, like, the tattoo on his arm. Because then she's dead in the back of the car, you see the tattoo, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she basically says, like, we need to warn people about, we need to warn people about this. We need to let them know what's going on. And so I like the scene coming up because I think it's really cool that she basically sacrifices herself to show the world that we're, werewolves are real. But it's kind of in vain at the same time because she gets on the news report and they think that she's just going to report as normal. And she starts reading off this script that her and Chris put together. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? She's going off script and Chris is like, just keep going with it. And then her transformation is pretty cool. Like there's that shot where she transforms and you get like that shot of like the tear rolling down her face and she's like looking at Chris and then I don't know I'm not a huge fan of how she looks when she fully transforms though she looks a little too I don't know she looks like a chihuahua yeah yeah like a dog rather than a werewolf yeah <laughs> yeah she looks like a little fucking like pug or something not a pug but like a just an ugly looking little dog pomeranian have there you ever seen those? the little flat hairy face what the dogs the queen has uh, corgis. She looks like a corgi. <laughs> she looks like a little cute fluffy dog. Uh, it looks like it needs a little bow in the little hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a man-eating werewolf. Yes. <laughs> then she just needs a leash and a collar, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, Chris shoots her like live on television, and so they just like cut it to a, they cut it to a fucking commercial of a dog eating out of dog food. It's like mm, delicious. Yeah. And then I, I love how everybody that's watching the news broadcast just thinks it's like special effects because they're like they're it cuts to like a couple of kids watching it, and you hear the mom or something ask what they're watching, and they're like, "Some lady's turning into a werewolf on TV." I don't know, and it just it's funny because everybody thinks it's just fake, and then you get that yeah, really. It's amazing what special effects can do these days. How ironic. It's yeah. Special effects are this shite. <laughs> and then you, Oh no, you missed the other the other scene, the other shite special effects scene that you were gonna say. Oh well this one was different. I actually quite appreciate it was just a bit of the claymation, this one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. I was like, how hard would it have been just to get a shot of the werewolf standing in the middle of the road? You already have like full fledged shots of like the full werewolf in full form. So why couldn't you guys just get an extra bit of, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't in the budget. Who knows? Cause I mean, a million dollars isn't like a huge budget. Even for back then it probably wasn't. Cause John Carpenter made Halloween for 300,000 and that was considered a fucking shoestring budget in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to chalk it up to the fact that maybe they just, at the end of the day, they just didn't have the budget to, shoot those extra shots that they needed but it definitely could have helped quality wise i think 
I, I still don't think you can knock the perms though. I think the budgets were well spent. <laughs> <laughs> the perms and the the per, perms and the porn stashes on all oh, the guys. Man. Watching that mustache. Mm-hmm. But, but going back, I I thought this end scene was kick ass. I really like this. I thought I didn't see it coming. I didn't see that this was going to be the ending. Um, I mean, it kind of it's a bit hokey. You know, they get back and she's on the news straight away afterwards. And but I, yeah, it was just it was just a bit different. And that glorious scene of of the guy like popping her at the yeah. end, uh, like live on television. It was like quite emotional, but. Yeah, I think I think it was really well ended. I I enjoyed it anyway. Same, and I love how it cuts to that last scene in the bar where all the guys are watching it, and you know, as you were saying earlier, like they're like, "Oh, the special effects these days, what those can do." And the one guy's like, "What about that one where the guys talked about the UFO and he turned into a werewolf?" And they're like, "Oh, that wasn't real." And he's like, "It could be." And then it cuts, it like pans over to the one guy, and he's like, "Um, I'll have something, something. What do you want?" or what kind of, or what do you want on your burger? Like, how do you want your uh, burger cooked? And then it cuts to the Marsha, it cuts to Marsha and she's like, I'll have mine rare. <laughs> so you find That's out that it. she like lived. Without a scratch on her, she was in a burning fucking barn. Yep. Yep. Already fucking mangled face, yeah. holes in his head. Yeah. Marsha still got perfect cleavage out, plenty of leather to go around. Just may have singed her beautiful bush. <laughs> 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 like the damage could be more ex- like <laughs> greater extent than you think. <laughs> I remember getting one bush shot earlier. Who knows yeah. what it's gonna be like? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And then you basically get that like ending credit sequence where the burger is basically frying on the grill as like. The credits roll. Really, I really fancied a burger after watching that. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me like I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> cooking the burger is quite appetizing hey, uh, all right fine i'm just i'm just worried we've watched a film about eating people and you've told me you're hungry afterwards you said this film was kind of a holocaust yeah but i was hungry before i'm pretty <laughs> sure i was hungry before i'm 99 sure i was hungry before i started watching that i mean as long as you don't eat you know a burger next to some you know human brains i think Wait, we're, yeah, we're, okay. we're good okay. Draw the line there. Yeah, Will keeps his brains far. (laughs) I don't turn my food into the brain room. Yeah, it's in an entirely different fridge. (laughs) Oh my god. You keep that stuff separate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, and uh, that's basically the howling, guys. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Like, what were your thoughts overall on this film? Did you guys enjoy it a lot? Yeah, man. I mean, like... Just like you, I haven't actually seen this film going into it, and I think maybe without without trying my best without like giving away what I'm going to say for, for like your for your scores and stuff, but like I actually finished it and thinking like you know what for for a premise of werewolves that's been done a thousand times in a thousand different films, the actual storyline was pretty unique. I don't like the idea of throwing her in the deep end at the start into this sting operation to get to get the killer and. Uh, going to the, the secluded cabin where there's they're all there kind of thing and it's all a ploy to get her there rather than you know the whales coming out and attacking someone in a in their own home or whatever it yeah. is yeah like, the actual storyline was it's pretty good like pretty unique um i also want to do one quick shout it's something that me both you notice in the film did you notice in a couple of different scenes people were eating wolf chili wolf chili yeah yeah i did <laughs> 
mm-hmm. on the nose much i don't know but like i have a lot of respect for that yeah it, <laughs> it, it was subtle but if you know like if you were looking out for it you definitely oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see more stupid product placement in more horror films like that <laughs> have some frankenstein m&ms <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I highly enjoyed this movie as well. I think I, basically everything you just said will exactly what I think as well. I just I've never seen a werewolf movie quite done like this one before. I just thought the I just thought the whole premise of it was def- definitely more interesting and different than what other werewolf movies that I've seen. And I haven't seen a whole lot of werewolf movies as I said before, like I'm not a huge werewolf fan, never have been, but like you know, an American werewolf in London, ginger snaps, um, this film in particular, like I love a handful of them, but I just, I like where this one went as far as story-wise. I just thought it was very engaging and I kind of liked how they did the whole, you know, very subtle plot twists that I just feel like were very obvious to today's standards because <laughs> at this point I feel like we've, we've seen it all at this point, but I, I still like where they kind of went with the direction of like making you guess what's going to happen next kind of thing, as opposed to spoon feeding everything to you. So. Yeah. What I were you? didn't give you a jump scare, did it? Nope. I, I was brave. I slept the whole night through with my nightlight off last night. So proud of you. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, I, you know, I, I like the film. I, yeah, I thought it was pretty fun, pretty cool, um, and yeah, I, I, it's what I I guess you deem it as a horror film. But it's it's not a it's not an overly scary film. Maybe of the time, maybe maybe of uh, when it was set, but um, yeah, well, werewolves are cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's good, good, good. I enjoyed it more than Twilight. <laughs> I think um <laughs> I think I would enjoy most things over Twilight. I would think I would rather watch mm, no, actually that's a stretch. I was going to say I'd rather watch The Human Centipede than watch Twilight, but no. Mm-mm. The uh-huh. I was I was actually talking to another podcast the other day when I was trying to set up a date to record with them and they were like, "Are there any movies that are like off limits to you?" And I was like, "The Human Centipede, I can't watch those. Like those are movies that I won't watch. Like they're just too gross for me." They're too. Ugh. I watched the second one like forever ago, and it like scarred me. I couldn't. Second see. one's so much worse than the first. Like it's just fucking horrible, man. <sighs> what? Second Twilight. It's, it's awful. It's just disgusting. <laughs> I know of them. I've not seen them. I think I saw the first one. Did you hear that? That's recorded. Yeah, but I've what? seen lots of films. Okay. It's okay. Ed. It's okay. Well, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> no, I embrace it. Ed's still in the closet about seeing all three of. Is there three? Maybe three. All of them. Oh, there's like five of them now. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, oh, with my. all the bonus scenes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. Of all the Twilight movies, though, I will admit I do love the third one. The third one is pretty good, but aside from that, the rest of them are just garbage. But <laughs> that's like saying I'd rather be punched in the face than kicked in the balls. Though it's like. <laughs> One that's going to be half decent compared to the rest of the shit. I would prefer that, to be fair. I mean, everyone would, I, I'd rather be punched in the face than kicked in the balls. Yeah. So we, we agree we like the third film. Would <laughs> Would you rather, though, would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? I'd rather be werewolf. a vampire. 
I'd match Vampire, up. Mike, Werewolf, Will. Yeah. You already look like a werewolf, so it wouldn't be much of a transformation for you. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the, there's hair if already in place. More hair on top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want to be a werewolf, so I can get rid of the balding patches. <laughs> what about you, Eddie? What would you rather be? Um, uh, I think a werewolf, I think, um, yeah, I think I'd like to control it. You know, yeah. what if it couldn't? What if it was only the full moon werewolf? Uh, I think I'm gonna be a werewolf. Still gonna stick with the werewolf. I don't know. We're gonna, go with, I'm gonna go with the wolves. Why? Why a vampire? I guess vampires are pretty cool. I I just think I do. Well, they can fly, which is cool. Um, oh yeah, please mind. I want to be a vampire. But if I had to be any vampire, I'd be the vampires from Thirty Days of Night because they're fucking brutal, and they're fucking. Josh oh, yeah. Hartnett, who's also a hunk. Ugh. Yeah, Melissa George is a babe too. Like I have, I'm I'm a I'm a gay man, but I have a thing for Melissa George. I think she's gorgeous, especially in Amityville I'm, Horror. I'm a straight man, and I have a thing for Josh Hartnett, though. So it's, it's fun. <laughs> we have the lead male role going. Are you sure you're straight? I've awoken something inside of me. Sure. I don't know. We've been talking a lot about men today. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you're? Are you sure you're straight? Twilight again? Yeah, Ed. What's your the third? But uh, yeah. Do you guys want to get into the story rating, the quality rating, favorite scene, least favorite scene? Yeah, man. I try to do this. Who's first? Uh, I don't know. You guys just decide who wants to go first. Uh, Rock paper scissors. Fucker. All right. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Is that me or you? Is it... oh, wait, I'll go first. Fine. Um, so story. I, I just as like I said earlier, I, I I actually really enjoyed the story. I thought that yeah. it, considering it's a werewolf film, a lot of times it's actually quite a unique subplot or kind of whereabouts to it. So I I kind of give it. I couldn't decide between like decided a seven point five, seven and a half. It's a good rating. Seven and a half rating. Story. Is he allowed to do that? You're allowed Fine, to give half. Fucking seven. Piss off then. <laughs> what, how many decimal places are you allowing in this? Two. <laughs> hey there there's no I, I i didn't set a specific like you know decimal point you could put 7.1 7.2 whatever you want okay right, a, a seven solid seven okay oh you've downgraded it i'm giving it a seven okay a round down okay oh and yours oh what for for what for storytelling yeah um yeah i think that's about fair i'll i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 7.5 oh yeah <laughs> I thought it was a great story. Yeah, I think, um, um, yeah, it was fun. It was different. Not seeing it. Uh, great ending. I think with the ending, I just love the ending. So that all that boosts it for me. So yeah, nice. I I gave <laughs> I gave it a perfect rating for story. I gave it a ten. Nice. Yeah, because I. I really found myself just completely engaged like the first time I watched it. Like, and it was really hard for me the first time I watched it. That's probably why I watched it more than once because I was having a hard time taking notes because I just wanted to keep watching. Like I didn't want to have to take notes. I really just wanted to watch the movie and I found it really engaging. I found, you know, as we were saying earlier, I liked the way it started because I, I've never really seen a werewolf movie start like that with, you know, such a scene as the beginning, you know, started. And I just, I thought the direction of it was really good. I thought, you know, everybody that was in it was fantastic. So I don't know. I just really loved the story. I loved the unique 
route that it took aside from other werewolf horror movies. So yeah, I gave it a 10. There wasn't really anything. Yeah. Wrong with it. So what about for quality? Will? uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to go middle of the road. I'm going to give it a solid five. Uh, I think you got to take into account that times have changed and budgets are different and technology and CGI is very different, but I don't know. In, in general, like, I think even for the time, it could have been a little bit better. I think parts of it saved, you know, the, the transformation when he's like, when, uh, as long as it held on Eddie for so long, there's his transforming. I thought that was good, but then you've got to knock it down for sort of the special effects and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. I just think I felt like, uh, in, not just looking on effects, it could have been a little bit tighter on a few scenes and a bit of dialogue and a bit of cutting when someone's fucking scared and being chased. And then next scene, she's kind of just, leisurely strolling to her car to try and drive away. It's a little bit like, okay, come on, run. Jog. Yeah. A lot of jog would help or something. But yeah, so I get solid five. That's good. Eddie? Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go back to probably seven again. I think similar to how I gave it for the storyline, similar reasons for Will. Um, it might have been a, a product of the time. It's hard to put yourself in that, in that seat, really, isn't it? You know, to... Yeah see a film like that for the first time in the 80s to potentially be blown away by how good the quality or how good the special effects are but we're spoiled for special effects nowadays the technology that they have to then look back but i still think that has a certain quality to it um being of an era so you could so tell it was 80s and oh yeah from the bush from the bush. <laughs> from the from the bush and the tash um but yeah for me uh another another seven seven point five <laughs> that's a good rating yeah i like i gave it um a seven out of ten as well just because i knocked off a few uh points just for the cgi in those couple of scenes just because i just felt like you know as i said before just like why couldn't they have just taken the extra time to do an establishing shot of them by the fire and then do another one of them by the road because it just to me it just cheapened the the movie and it took me out of those two scenes like it really did like I was engaged and then as soon as I saw those two shots I was like oh and it it took me out for a minute and for the simple fact that I just felt like it took me out I was just kind of like I'm gonna give it a seven and as as Will was saying I feel like the acting in some scenes are a little bit not up to par like I think that Dee Wallace is a fantastic actress, but there were points in this film where I was like, it's a little borderline cheese a little bit. And I guess that's like what to expect in specific, in like a lot of eighties horror movies, like the acting is just going to be, you know, cheese just because of the time. But I just, I've seen her do really good in other things. And I, I do feel like she was very strong in specific parts of this film, but in other aspects, I felt like she could have set the bar a little higher. But for, yeah, so for quality, I'm just going to give it a seven out of 10. Cause I think, you know, for the time, cause can, I, I would love to go back in time and be an audience member during like films like this that came out during that time. Like the thing, um, an American werewolf in London. I can't imagine how amazing that was to see that on like the big screen and see how like fucking crazy that looked back in the day. Because to us, like, like you were saying, Eddie, we're, we're kind of spoiled these days because we've got like the best technology that we could have for films and stuff to do that kind of stuff but just there's just something about 
the practical effects of like the 80s and shit that just really i don't know there's some stuff that really stands the test of time and i feel like this movie like the look of the werewolves just still looks so fucking incredible so sorry that was a long tangent sorry guys (laughs) good analysis very well said thank you thank you um so favorite scene will what's your favorite scene of this film favorite scene towards the start when uh when they're in the smut the smut shop i actually really liked when she goes in to the I, I thought it was actually a really really good scene she goes into the booth and she sat down and he creeps up behind her he puts the coin in he she tries to turn around he's telling her no you've got to keep looking forward it's fucking creepy you don't yeah. know what it looks like you just keep seeing snippets of his mouth or his ear or one of his eyes you never see him in full and you can just put yourself in that situation. If you're finally able to turn around, you still can't see anything. It's just a silhouette. You, and you know, like you say, going into it, you know, first of all, the film's called The Howling, and you like, you almost know it's going to be a werewolf film. But like, yeah. you don't know what's happening. No. What, what's he turning yeah. into? What yeah, is yeah. what is he doing? I mean, arguably, you could put that scene in almost any single horror film. And it could be apply because you don't know what the fuck is happening. Exactly. It could just be a normal person strangling her. It could be a fucking vampire. It could be a werewolf. Yeah. It could be whatever. You know, I just thought it was a really effective scene. And I like the fact that she comes out of it with amnesia and doesn't remember it. It's trying to, again, that's trying to like spark the memory. And I think as the viewer, you'll put in that because you haven't seen a werewolf. So you don't know what happened either. So you're yeah. in that amnesia thing as well. I just thought it was a really good, really good scene. Very well said, Will. I love that. What about you, Eddie? Uh, well, mine isn't going to come across as serious as that, I don't think. My favorite scene, I mean, probably any scene with Bill in it, right? So my favorite scene with the king with the best flavor saver going is, it has to be the sex scene, right? you got to be the sex scene where... The lack of doggy. Hunky old Bill, you know... He's out in the moonlight, bit of mist, a lot of seduction, you know, sex in the air. And yeah, I just thought it was a, a real cool scene between um, uh, between these two characters. I'm swooning a bit too much for Bill, but I just love his mustache. Just thought, yeah, he's got it. He's yeah. not getting it at home. You know, I don't I don't condone it, but you know, he's got he's found himself some prime rib out in the woods. Some tail. Some quite literally tell. The one thing I didn't like, though, it did, you know, I started watching this really cool, really hot um, erotic scene, and it just turned out into two dogs having sex. (laughs) And I felt like, like, brought into the moment. Like, oh my God, what am I watching? (laughs) Can I get arrested for this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is the FBI going to search my uh, watch history and see that I'm uh, watching, you know, (laughs) in. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, don't worry about the brain fridge. It's the bestiality I've got on the telly. That's I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a, I love that scene as well. Um, I think it's great, aside from, obviously, the shitty CGI that ends that scene. But it's still a fantastic scene because of just the way they look when they transform and, like, the noises that they make when they're, like, transforming. It sounds so cool. 
And then, I don't know, I think my favorite scene is the whole scene with Terry where she's getting attacked by the werewolf. Like from the time that she goes to the cabin to the time she goes to the medical ward and she gets killed. Like that whole sequence to me is so fucking cool. And I was just so, like the entire time I was watching it, I was at the edge of my seat, like, holy shit, like this werewolf is savage. Like it was just really cool. And I really, really enjoyed that scene a lot. It was probably, I'd have to say the best scene in the whole movie, just as far as, you know, getting to see the werewolf, like full frontal, like the whole thing and seeing how powerful this werewolf is. And then just hold the, you know, the transformation scene with um, Eddie when he becomes the werewolf in front of Karen. That whole scene is cool too. So yeah, that's probably my favorite scene. So least favorite scene, Will? Uh, it was a toss up for two here. I will give a very quick shout out. And the weird thing is I actually kind of liked, but I still liked both of these scenes. It's just one specific thing. So for instance, one that almost made it was the hoot nanny at the beach. Great fun scene. But I'm sorry, if you're trying to be eerie and set off a creepy environment, don't have a Dixie hoedown band playing in the background. It's one on the washboard, one on a fucking banjo, gets one on the big jug. Do, 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 I don't know, do, probably do. would work for the Hills of Eyes, right? <laughs> like, hillbillies are scary. Yeah, but no, the, the music's not. The music completely, for me. Oh, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to give it that. And the annoying thing is, what the scene I'm going to give it is, actually, I, I did like the scene, and you two loved it as far as the same. But the ending for me... I, I well, because the only reason why I've done this is because I was a little bit disappointed by it because I got my hopes went so high up. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fucking badass. She's gonna turn into a wolf. And I firstly, I just wanted it to fucking kill everyone in the fucking uh, newsroom. Yeah. I wanted it to go full yeah. on, you know, fucking crazy. Kill the douchebag that kicked her off the screen. Kill the wanker next to her who was just staring at her. Like I really wanted that. And then all you see is a fucking, like you said, Chihuahua's fucking poodle's face as a, as a fucking werewolf. And then she just gets shot. And I was just like, the scene was set up for something that could have been so badass, but I was just got a little bit disappointed by it. So yeah, my least yeah, favorite. Fair, fair point. Yeah. What about you, Eddie? I, I probably controversially then as well. <laughs> Because this was almost my favourite scene. It was going to be my favourite scene and my least favourite scene. Which, not sure how it works, but I wouldn't say scene, but the moment. So I just felt the changing. When Eddie changed into the werewolf, I loved it for the first 20 seconds. And then I felt awkward for the next 40 seconds that he finishes changing. I'm like... Oh, is he still changing into a werewolf? I went to the toilet. I came back and you were still changing, you know? And I just felt like, oh, come on, just, just fucking eat her already. Right. <laughs> For Christ's sake, someone throw a pie. <laughs> so I get why they were trying to do it. I get what they were what they were trying to do. And for many people, this will be one of the best scenes of the film for yourself and for myself included. But I just thought that just lasted too long. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with that as well. But I I think I'd have to say for mine, I'd have to go with Will's pick too, the end, because I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking, oh shit, she's going to fucking transform and she's going to start kill. Because like when the, the fucking news anchor that's sitting next to her, when he's like, oh my God, and he gets up and like gets away from her. I was thinking like, oh shit, she's just going to fucking kill everybody in this news station and then i thought it would be cool like the way that i thought it was going to end is i thought that she was going to kill everybody in this news station escape and then that was going to be the end of the movie and then the howling 2 
would have her come back. I don't know. I guess I didn't research the Howling 2 and see if she was in it. Like, I didn't even, like, look up the Howling 2 to find out. But that was my thoughts. That, those were my thoughts going into, like, the end scene was I thought that she was just going to fucking completely just tear these people in this news station apart. And I was like, I was so ready for it because I was like, just like Will was saying, like, that fucking uh, piece of shit fucking news guy that kept like harassing her the entire fucking movie and belittling her i was just like i just want her to rip him apart i really want her to rip him apart and it didn't happen so that i mean i love the ending scene for what it was as well because i love that she like sacrificed herself to you know show that werewolves are real but i also hate it because then every everybody that wasn't in the room with her doesn't believe it anyway so it's like what was the point what was the yeah, point yeah. of you going on live television and transforming into a werewolf if nobody's going to believe you? It was real anyway. I don't know. They could have had a little pact to say, like, right, you get, as soon as I turn, you're going to shoot me, right? Give it, like, 20, 30 seconds. Just let me let maul. Me, let me just maul a couple of them. <laughs> like, not kill, maybe, like, maim, like, <laughs> like mortally wound. Ooh, good one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just tear a few dicks off, and then you can shoot me. Well, and the other thing that I kind of find hard to believe with the scene is I, I find it hard to believe that she would, I don't know, turn into a werewolf and then start killing people. That just doesn't seem like her. Like, it doesn't seem like that's how her character would be. Maybe when she transforms into a werewolf, she can't help it. Like, maybe that's just like her, you know, uh, instincts, I guess. But it just doesn't seem like she didn't look that harmless anyway. She just looked like a fucking dog. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, she's so cute. She doesn't even look. She doesn't even look intimidating. She just looks like a little dog. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I'm the same as you, Will. I just there were there were a couple of issues with the ending scene that I had, just mainly for the fact that I just felt like what they were trying to achieve didn't pay off the way that I was hoping it would. I don't know. So great minds think alike. God, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess one more quick thing is that I wanted to ask you guys. So the score on IMDb is a 6.6. .6. Do you guys agree with that score? Do you think it should be lower or do you think it should be higher or just as it is? I think that's a solid rating. Horror films don't often get good ratings on IMDb, I find. And I think like anywhere... Anywhere above a 6.2, I think, on, on IMDb is you could probably consider it a pretty half decent film. And I would, and like we said, I think this, I think, like, it, with the time it's made, and it, yeah, you, we can look at it differently nowadays. So I think that's a fairly solid rating. Yeah. What about There's you, Betty? Fucking millennials that are rating it, right? So <laughs> fucking. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I, I'd say probably higher. I'd get, I'd push it up a little higher for what it was. You know, I don't think. I don't think we often take into a fact there's very few very few films that you take into account how how good it was of its time you know if it even if it's not necessarily stood the test with with um the special effects and stuff it's still what it was and what it achieved in its time so i think that should be allowed to push it up and you do see that with some films like you know, a lot of clint eastwood stuff and mm. but yeah i'd say a touch higher but yeah maybe like will says maybe about there maybe a touch higher yeah, that's yeah. I I feel the same. I think I think six point six is perfect for this film. I don't think it needs to be any higher or any lower. I think, as far as just everything we've talked about, I think it's pretty. It's a pretty fucking good film. 
aside from, you know, a few nitpicky flaws that we've pointed out throughout this discussion. But yeah, I think a 6.6 is perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, good show. Yeah. So yeah, that ends the, the howling discussion. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? Did you want to, I guess, plug your podcast in one last time for the listeners? I want to howl one more time. I thought my howl was really good at the beginning of the episode. Go on then. Oh, that's really going to piss my mum off. <laughs> Come on. We're only with our mum because it's locked down. Just want to clarify that we don't live at home. Yes. Sure. Yes, yeah, sure. Lockdown. Sure we don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, plug it. So Horror Hodcast uh, episodes come out every Thursday. Uh, we've just we've just released an episode on The Conjuring 2. Uh, I don't know when this episode's coming out on Wheel of Horror Podcast, but depending on when it is, there'll be another one coming out. But don't miss it. It's a really good one for just for listening to Ed's reactions to that. Um, yeah, give us a check out with Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Yeah, and just all all the social media at Podcast. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. You know, we love this feedback and this is how it's really taken win from um michael and other people within the community who have given us feedback who have you know welcomed welcomed us into the community and the listeners have been great so please if you like it let us know if we, you think we should be doing something else let us know if there's a movie you think we should be watching give us a shout you know we're we're all ears absolutely michael do you have any film suggestions you want us to do um hmm let's see Ooh, okay i have a few the strangers is a good one yeah um <laughs> i'm biased with this the grudge uh, i think you guys both know that i'm i'm obsessed with the grudge i <laughs> i actually whew, i don't know if you guys saw my story post but the one that i tagged two chicks in a horror flick and i was like can we disown mark now from podcast on elm street because he basically told me last night he because we were playing the 20 questions game right and he brought up the question what movie do you um not like that everybody else seems to like and so i said mine and then he was like you're not gonna like me for this and i was like he's like i don't even want to tell you i'm scared to tell you what my answer is and i was like it's the grudge isn't it and he's like yeah and i was like oh, i was like well mark it was fun while it lasted i don't think <laughs> It's like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I have to go. <laughs> and he's like, to be fair, I haven't seen it in a really long time. And I was like, so why would you put that as your movie then? It doesn't count to pick another one. I demand a redo. But yeah, no, uh, sorry, I got off subject there. But yeah, The Strangers is a good one. I feel like The Grudge would probably scare the shit out of Eddie. Like uh, I I have no doubt. I've no doubt. And I've Clown. You said Clown earlier, didn't you? Clown, yeah. yeah. Oh, The Blair Witch Project. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah, scared yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah. 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 Really great. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thanks for that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I've really stopped taking requests. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead yeah. is a good one too. 2013. Oh yeah, the remake. That is definitely on the list because we we he watched the original early on. Uh, I think it was like episode three or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to get to the remake, but yeah. Sure, I fucking love the first one. They're all badass, oh. dude. Uh, the fucking remake, Eddie. You're gonna, oh my god, you're gonna love it. It's. I wouldn't say it's really all that scary, but the fucking. If we're talking about a movie with absolutely superb, um, like, 
practical effects, Evil Dead is the the one because it's so fucking good. Like most, I would say 95% of that movie is practical and the rest of it is CGI, like 5% of it is CGI. But even with the CGI, you can't even fucking tell. It's so good. So good. It would have burned them at the stake if they hadn't done any practical effects on that. Just considering that it, oh, it was the Evil Dead. Like that's that's why those films are so fucking, well, one of the reasons why those films are so fucking good. Yeah. Like, with, all the, with, with, the, with the practical effects that they did so if they the remake was just cgi yeah it just would have been shunned yep yep but yeah um that's as far, that's all i have right now as far as like recommendations go i'll think of more though for you guys <laughs> i'll make sure to get ones that really scare the fucking pants off of eddie though because i i love i love listening to his reactions when you record his reactions to certain scenes oh my god it's like my favorite thing <laughs> you, need, you need to check out The Conjuring. I, I don't think I've ever wailed as much in my life to The The, the Conjuring 2. I think yeah. the, the episode we've just released, I really struggled with it. And a little little spoiler alert, I've been sleeping with the night light, my side light on <laughs> for the last three nights. I'm, I'm a three-year-old I'm a man, and I have to sleep with the night light on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. I, uh, yeah, I, I still... I can't sleep in pure darkness unless I'm like, unless someone else is in the room with me. Like I can't, I have to have the TV on or I have to have some sort of like, I have to be able to see in the room. So yeah, I'm, I'm a uh, 28 years old and I still fucking sleep with a nightlight essentially, I guess you could say. <laughs> so right along with you, Eddie, Yeah, buddy. no problem. No problems with that. No need to be embarrassed about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm owning it. Yeah. Look, it's, yeah. I entered into this va- vaguely willingly. It was your idea, wasn't it? It was our idea. It, like I said, it's, it's, it was my idea when it goes well, and it was your idea when it goes wrong. Okay, deal. <laughs> also, I was going to say, we really uh, need to uh, discuss off the record about our, you know, our possible podcast idea of, uh, you know, talking about male nudity in films. I'm all for that. I'm game. Right. Let's go. Uh, absolutely. I'll start the website. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I need to put the time in to watch the film. Let's call it Bearing All Podcast. There we go. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say the Hot Daddies podcast, but I like that better. I like that one better. <laughs> I quite like a hot daddy though. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so any fi- any final thoughts at all, guys, before we go? Well, I just want to say thank you so much for having us, dude. Um this yeah. is the first time we've we've done um yeah, a collab. Thank you very much for the offer. I think this has been super fun. Um, I hope it's been productive for you. I hope the listeners like it. But we can't wait to have you on uh, on our on our show next, right? Damn right. Yeah, on Sunday, right? I'm coming on on Sunday. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And Good as far- yes, and as far as this episode goes, I'll have it up tomorrow. So. It'll oh, be shit. Yeah. Uh, only because um, I want to have it up by tomorrow because Saturday I'm recording another episode and then Sunday I'm recording with you guys. So I'm fucking jam packed this week. So I'm just like, get this episode uploaded so that I can like focus on everything else. So yeah, I'll have it. I'll have it for you guys by tomorrow. And I feel like we've had a pretty good banter back and forth. I don't think there's much to edit at all. I really, I really don't think I'm going to spend much time editing this. So it'll be quick and easy. So if we grab it on for quite a while and like keep looking at the tab like damn are you gonna have a lot of editing down to close out aren't you? no i love it i'm excited um but yeah thank you guys for wanting to come on this was a blast i hope you guys had fun i really did i really do 
love that. Is good film. Real good film. Good, especially for your like first collab. I was I was really nervous because I was like, God, I want to make sure that they have fun and that they they feel comfortable and feel at ease. So I hope that I was able to do that for you guys. Hundred percent, man. I loved it. It's been great. We were saying that we should we should try and do this um, a lot more. I mean, it's great for I you know, from from our point of view to meet meet the people meet people properly, not just you know through message on Instagram and stuff, but you know for that side of things and to you know meet a new audience. You know, hopefully have a few people listen that hadn't heard of, who had heard of you but not heard you. So, so. yeah cross promotion yeah we're into slice yes. we're, we're gonna have someone who will unfollow us now <laughs> and you for having us on <laughs> yeah if, you, if, you, if your listenership takes a massive dive we're sorry no i i think it, i think it'll if anything it'll skyrocket because you guys are so fucking entertaining i've i've had such a blast doing this episode with you guys so thank you for coming on and spending a few hours with me talking about this film so i'm looking forward to having you guys on again sometime in the future as well so because um i'm taking a break in june um but then i'm coming back in july so i'd love to get you guys on like later in the year as well like start booking stuff for you guys later on too if you're interested totally man absolutely yeah sweet ass so all right well do you guys want to sign off with me we can uh we can do a werewolf howl to sign off this episode yeah sounds good yeah, you heard my howl I'm walking up bringing to the table alright well we will we are gonna end this episode now so everybody please if you haven't already go check out Will and Eddie at the Poor Podcast they're amazing what a lovely bunch of guys love you guys you guys are awesome thank you for coming on and uh, that's gonna be it so oh! Oh!